Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Josh Lander coming to you from Belgium still, and we've also got Nate Weitzer. He's on the East Coast of the U.S., and we are looking at Game 4, hopefully not the last game of this Nuggets and Lakers series, uh, only because we really want some more basketball here, obviously, as both of these series are currently 3-0 as we record this, getting ahead of Game 4 here for you guys. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We've also got some player props up for this game for you guys, and we will be coming back to each and every game this series. Also, want you to head to thelines.com, check out all the great written content we're putting up there, and use the Odds Finder tool to make sure that you see all the odds available to you from all these books giving us bets this postseason. Quick look back at the best bets we put up last game uh only one for four in there uh but we had some things with some pretty big juice that we were looking at uh in small units that didn't really hit as we feel a bit better about player props in this one than we did about that last game but either way let's jump into our first best bet from here nate and i believe it is a same game parlay that we're looking at right yeah but this one is a little more conservative i'll give you the most conservative option here which is lebron to go for 20 points six rebounds eight assists AD 12 rebounds, Jokic 20 points. All of those are very conservative picks. I mean, I I would be willing to go LeBron 25, 8, and 8 in this game. Uh, I don't know if the points will necessarily be there, but I do like him to get those rebounds and assists. Uh, AD, I mean, goes without saying, his prop is at 14 rebounds and what he does at home, 15 rebounds per game. And the Joker scores more on the road, even with foul trouble and other issues. Last game still wounds up with uh, 24 points. So, of course, 20 is a very low projection for him. That nets you plus 220. Uh, I mean, I, I played around with it, putting the Lakers money line in there, which certainly boosts it a lot. I, I don't know if we feel confident enough um, to include that in a parlay, but you can get some nice juice if you do. I'm, I'm honestly trying to be bold here with the LeBron triple-double call, win or lose, which is plus 400. So I put a quarter of a unit on LeBron triple-double and a Lakers win at plus 560. Look, I don't think the Lakers are getting swept. Um, I know, you know, we we looked at that Celtics game three and said we don't think the Celtics are getting swept. This is a completely different situation in terms of having a competent coach and a team that is in some ways, you know, has some fight in them, has some mental toughness, especially LeBron James, right? I mean, he's not trying to go out, uh, you know, a guy who's in some ways obsessed by legacy, just trying to get swept out of the conference finals. I think he will do everything he can to stop that. Uh, I mean, he is 38 and he's getting tired down the stretch of these games, but he's really been impacting a lot with his peripheral stats. Like I'm saying, uh, 9.3 rebounds and 10 assists per game in this series. So to get a triple double, he's right around his average. He's averaging Far more assists per game at home in these playoffs. AD, like I said, two and a half more rebounds per game. Both of them are a huge plus-minus difference, home versus road, because they've been trying to, you know, plot out the entire series and say, like, all right, we need this one. I'm going to rest up for home games. Um, obviously, did not go according to plan in game three because they kind of folded down the stretch. And to me, that seemed like, you know, just like – an outlier to a degree. Um, I mean, the Lakers posting a 146 defensive rating in that fourth quarter. I think they can do better than that down the stretch. Uh, I don't think the Nuggets are necessarily going to have that complete killer instinct to close this out in four. Uh, <clears throat> we saw in Minnesota, they did not. They And, and the, the stars on the other side, 
got their numbers for sure, right? I mean, Ant went for 34 in an overtime win. Rudy, 15 rebounds because the Nuggets offense is not as good on the road. Um, and so I do think LeBron and AD will get those numbers. Those are the most conservative side of them, but I, I think they could, they're capable of, of much more. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's it's somewhat conservative, even though there's a ton of stats in there uh, that need to be accrued for this this bet to hit. At least the, the the same game parlay. Like, honestly, the the LeBron LeBron to come out and be a madman is is kind of what I would bank on a bit more. And and, and I'm not saying by any means that the other two bets a part of this one are 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 you know less like that not that likely to happen. I think they're very likely to happen between AD's boards and Joker twenty points. Um, the, the, the thing is, is I, I'm really just more giving kudos to the idea of, of betting Braun to get a triple double and the win. And the thing is, is like, you can get it at plus 410 for him to get the triple double right now on FanDuel. Um, it's plus 390 on DraftKings and most other books around plus 380, 390. So like just the simple fact that FanDuel seems to be overpricing it a bit, um, is, is good value in, in and of itself right there. And you throw the win in there and you get up to the plus 560, I like that as well, but it's not necessarily a situation where I'm like, oh, if LeBron gets a triple-double, they win, right? Like, it's a situation where he could easily get a triple-double, and they still lose um, the way that the others are are shooting for this team right now and the way that they're kind of shooting them out of uh, this series and the fact that LeBron has failed to get a triple-double while basically getting nine at least rebounds or assists in a couple of these games is just a telltale sign of the fact that, I mean, how many potential assists that he's getting as well, which has included an average of about six. 16 and a half in these three games uh, that we're looking at. So 16.7, whatever. So, um, I, you know, th- there's a lot of missed shots that would even be adding to his ability to get that triple double. So at, at four to one, 4.1 to one on your money there, I, I really like that bet uh, added into this one that you're going for. So uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, the, the first bet that I'm going to talk about here is one that I'm not necessarily making, but there's some correlation that I just kind of want to mention here uh, when it comes to how this game will go, because I don't feel comfortable <laughs> picking against LeBron. LeBron in a situation where he would get swept if he loses. But I, I, I've just what I've seen from this Denver team at times, it's almost like they've been playing with their food uh, in a way that, you know, when they turn it on, it's just an offensive barrage and, and it's it's a, an increase in pace. Uh, it's an increase in pushing the tempo, obviously. And then, you know, the a little bit less of worry on defense. It seems like, you know, the, the Nuggets are getting bailed out in the situations where they're coming and playing at a very fast pace. You look at um, the, the third, the game three here was a little bit slower than game two. Um, but if you look at the moments in the, in the, uh, easily use that range filter that you get to find sort of the specific minutes where Denver's going on certain runs, the pace when they're going on those runs, there was one in the first quarter, they played at 102.5 pace during, you know, an 11 point run that they outscored the Lakers in the first quarter. Uh, You go back to the fourth quarter where they also had to try to pull away uh, as well. And that was another increase in pace, despite the fact that the overall quarter was a little bit slower. There was still a bunch of points in that fourth um, because of the fact that they increased the pace at the time that they need to. So there's, correlation between Denver winning and that pace going up. That's why uh, one thing that you found that I really do think is, is worth it right now is Denver. Uh, there's a um, the, the total and the Denver spread parlay that you can get on FanDuel where they froze the total at 221 and a half where it came out at before it got bet up to the 224 and a half. Uh, and then they give you that parlay with Denver to get uh, to cover four points, three and a half um, with at plus 200. Um, so it's, it's really a nice juicy bet for the, the original total. And you 
get to go over it, even you know, though it got bet up three points. So um, 221.5 combined with Denver plus 3.5 is plus 200, like I said. Uh, and just looking, like I said, at those spurts where they're coming out and, and you know, dominating the the uh, the Lakers here to the tune of out you know outscoring them by double digits over three to four minute spans. Like I've got real nitty gritty with it to kind of get there, but it's just there's a direct correlation between L.A. not giving up points and winning in this in these finals or in the, in these playoffs overall. Um, they are scoring obviously a bunch more points when they win at about 117 and a half, but they're also uh, giving up uh, just less than 100 points at that point, um, outscoring their opponents by about 16 and a half points uh, when they win right now like the blowing them out when they win uh, in these games. So I just think for them to win, they're going to need to go under and I'm just not ready to pick them (laughs) to do that. So even if Denver keeps this thing close uh, and doesn't, isn't able to pull it out, but is able to cover the four with that lower total over, I'm just going with about a quarter of a unit on it, but there's just so much correlation between the the Lakers winning and this game going under and them losing and the Nuggets scoring at least 117, 118 points um, that I think would get us over the, the 221 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the game theory. I do think it's more likely that the Lakers win and and make this a more defensive game, though, uh, because, I mean, starting to tip their hand a little bit is Darvin Ham. Like, we're going to see more Dennis Schroeder, less D'Lo, who's an off-trading defense for offense there. We're, we might see Mo Bamba thrown at, you, at the Joker. Uh, the Nuggets have pretty stark road-home splits when you look at the entire season in terms of scoring a lot less on the road and the Lakers, I mean, had been just stellar defensively um, prior to basically that fourth quarter of game three. I mean, they were great uh, even, even in the first half of that game, aside from Murray hitting a ton of crazy shots. And so that's where I'm going with my second pick is I'm banking on a little bit of regression from Jamal Murray, from Michael Porter Jr. uh, In terms of them not being able to, win the game in the fourth quarter with just like, you know, throw your hands up. Like, I think at one point LeBron just dapped up Jamal and was like, great shot, man. Like, what, what can I say? Like, that was, that was incredible. But, I remember that. um, you know, Jamal in general, if you look at the entire road playoffs here, I mean, he's a much better player at home, especially closing in the second half. He averages nine a game in the second half on the road, shoots 35 and 31% versus 17 and a half on 56, 54% at home. MPJ shooting 63% from deep in the second half at home versus like 40-ish percent on the road. And we've seen him, uh, you know, kind of fall fall away down the stretch at times. After going off for 30 in that first half, they held Jamal to seven points, the Lakers did. In that second half, uh, Schroeder, you know, chasing him around, picking up a lot of fouls, but at least, you know, showing some fight and not just getting cooked like D'Lo. And, I mean, the Lakers... Their ability to score uh, down the stretch is why I like them to win a close game here. I, I guess I, I talked around what the actual pick is here, but I'm I'm doing the exact same pick from two from two nights ago, which is Lakers win margin one through ten points. If you break it into one through five and six through ten, you actually get better odds because those are both plus four hundred or better. Um, and six six through ten points is plus four sixty which would be real juicy if you're able to hit that. Uh, I I mean, I don't see the Nuggets just getting blown out. That doesn't seem to happen. Like I mentioned before that game, they lost by five, seven, and six in their three road losses this playoffs. Um, But they're not particularly clutch on the road in this postseason. And game three didn't really qualify as a clutch game because they were able to just build a 
lead greater than five points immediately. Um, so what you see now is they still have a one and three record and a negative nine net rating on the road in the clutch versus the, the Lakers are five and zero oh in at home in those clutch games. Um, they have a 70 defensive rating. Um, I'm sorry, the Lakers are 2-0 and versus the Nuggets when they're home are 5-0. and yeah. So it's, again, that, that kind of not not the same ability to close out when you look at guys like Murray and Porter hitting crazy shots. Um, and, and I think that the Lakers not going down. On on the road this season, that, that Nuggets defense is pretty vulnerable to what the Lakers do. Uh, 50 paint points allowed, a, a 30% free throw attempt rate, which is the fourth highest in these playoffs. And the pace really slows down, too, is is the key here when you're talking about a close game. Like, neither team running away with it, but the Lakers actually executing down the stretch. And the Nuggets play at a 93 pace in the second half. Their pace is already down on the road. It's 97, but in the second half in particular, which is how the Lakers like to play, they're also at a 93 pace in the fourth quarter at home. Uh, so I that's I why I think... I like, I agree with you saying the game theory, Lakers plus under, because I think we'll have a a close game that's that's more in the 220 or under range. And as this gets bet up, I might just look at the under again and stick to both my bets from game three and just say, like, look, Murray's not hitting all those crazy shots again. Well, and look, we get we get the benefit of, of talking to each other here uh, and hearing what the other one has to say and then also maybe making some conclusions off of that. And after hearing what you had to say, it kind of goes back to a bet I wanted to put out that's in line with all of this, which is more so Denver, just te- another tease, to be honest, which is Denver to tease up to plus seven and a half because I also can't see them getting spanked by double digits. Um, and then to go under 228 and a half um, and, and keep that thing up because it is in line with the idea that if the Lakers win this thing, that they go, they go under um you get a few more points and you get the the nuggets to still probably to be able to lose this game and win your bet um by as many as seven points so i i think that's that's the way that i would play this as well if you're being even more conservative i don't know if it's it's the right play like you're saying for for the juice here there's plenty of other ways to to juice this thing with the lakers winning and um and then worrying about the total however you want but if you want to add the total into this thing the way I'm, that you know that follows what we're saying that would be another way to do it and, and get it at even money there uh, on on DraftKings or FanDuel for them to be at at those new you know those new lines and totals. So just another way to kind of play that uh, if you if you like. But more importantly, as I keep talking about, I just feel pretty good about some of these uh, player props here, and I'm going to use one for the second bet. And I'm going to talk about KCP, where straight up just over one and a half threes made for him, which minus one thirty on FanDuel, but I still really like that at one and a half units uh to the tune of that and then in, in the same vein here um you know i was looking at some stuff about Rui, considering how i could bet him and, and just a, a nice little head-to-head bet for kcp and Rui in terms of their three pointers um for Rui for kcp to hit one more three than Rui in this game gets you minus 115 on DraftKings. same bet if you were to take the inverse but uh, i like the fact that kcp is just pulling so many more threes and and for him to get two in this one is something he's done in all three games um i was talking about his him more so in game two, which was the only game he didn't get uh, his points prop there and his re- points and rebounds combined prop because of the fact that he didn't play that much. He only played 26 minutes in game two because he had three personal fouls uh, by the beginning of the second quarter and was pretty much out for the rest of that first half. Um, couldn't really come back and get the points, but he still had two made threes because he had five three-point attempts in those 26 minutes. That's like some Duncan Robinson stuff right there. Um, so with, with that level of volume for him, the way that, you know, the, and plus the minutes he's playing, 
playing when he's not getting fouls. Um, I, I love the, him to hit two, and I definitely like him to hit more than Rui because if, if Rui even hits one, um, which he has done in each of the three first three games of the series, he's hit one, but he's done it on two attempts on average, right? He's had two attempts in a couple of games and three in the <laughs> other one. Uh, so, or, well, one attempt, three attempts, two attempts. So for him to continue to shoot two threes a game, it's like I, I think KCP is going to make two threes a game. So you're telling me that he would only, you know, if Rui hits one, I'm still good with KCP hitting two, uh, which is, like I said, basically just a, a nice little way to, to add to the bet that I already like, which is for him to hit two. And, and Rui might not even hit one, to be honest. Like right now for Rui to hit one is is his prop at like minus 220 for him to hit one three and like plus 190 for him to not hit a three. I would take the under on that before I took the over just because of the odds itself. Um, but this is how I, I chose to sort of go under with Rui and still feel kind of safe about it is that I think KCP is going to keep hitting those threes. He shot 6.3 attempts from deep over his last four against LA. Uh, and like I said, he would have had more than five if he had played more than 26 minutes in game two. So his, his usage rate continues to be super high, by the way, 18% for KCP in this series. And again, that includes a 15% usage in that game too. Um, and Rui's just not scoring from, you know, despite having an incredible series scoring the ball, he's not scoring from deep. He's getting the majority of his points as he's shooting 82% of his shots from two point in this series. Um, and only 18% of his shots are even coming from deep uh, with that one made each time. So if you want to bank on him to make one of two or three each game, go ahead. Uh, but I'm going to bank on the inverse on that for as far as like consistency goes. Yeah, that's a good find on the head-to-head props. Um, I mean, I was also looking at KCP being a little undervalued in those and going to take him to score more than D'Lo. But I guess there's some more variance there than what you're talking about, which is more, you know, based more on the fact that, yeah, like Rui just cannot sustain his shooting all around, but he's also just not a high-volume three-point shooter uh, at all. And KCP is actually taking a few more threes on the road, he, he plays more minutes on the road. He's a guy Malone trusts because he's such a veteran and, and he knows exactly how to space off Jokic, who continues to see more double teams as the series wears on. And that leads to more three-point attempts uh, versus the, the Lakers are not really commanding the same double teams and, and not getting the quality of looks that you would need uh, from three for a guy like Rui to hit multiple. He's got to be pretty open. He's, he's not a sharpshooter. So, yeah, I, I, I like the head-to-head one more uh, at slightly better odds. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 
522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Let's jump right into your first NBA play a prop here, Nate. That is LeBron. Yeah, not getting swept and, and putting up numbers. I mean, I'm not necessarily taking him to win, but I would put a half unit, as we talk about in the, in the best bets, on, on him to get a triple-double, which is plus 410 at FanDuel. Um, if you want to have a more conservative bet to hedge with, 18 rebounds and assists is around minus 118. I would put a full unit on that. In this series, he's averaging 19.3 rebounds and assists. Um, and as you mentioned, has a lot more potential assists. That could go down because the Lakers are only shooting 33% from deep. But they have a very high assist rate in general. 69% of their field goals in the series, 86% of their threes are assisted. And LeBron has the ball in his hands even more because D'Angelo Russell is getting played off the floor, right? So he's then becoming the de facto point guard with Austin Reeves handling a little bit of the ball. There's a really high assist rate for both teams in this series. I mean, the Lakers are averaging 28. Nuggets are averaging 29 dimes. You know, some high-level team ball there. The Nuggets have been elite rebounding as a team uh, and are actually crushing the boards here. But AD and Braun continue to do the bulk of the rebounding for their team um, as, the, as they just, that's their, their role and they're not getting much help there. And LeBron's usage rate is down to 26% in this series, which is low for a guy of his caliber. I mean, you look at the regular season against Denver the last few years, 34% usage rate, which has led to more points um, and a little bit fewer of those peripherals. Still eight rebounds per game, eight and a half assists, and a couple triple doubles. So it's, it's not out of the question that on lower usage, he spends more of his energy getting boards, which they need, uh, obviously, and, and being that point forward, which we've seen uh, in the series, averaging 10 dimes per game, double-digit dimes in consecutive ones here. You look at his hit, look, the closeout or elimination games for LeBron, there's some very impressive lines. He, he tends to get over this 39-9 um, and to close out Golden State. Small line against Memphis because it was just an utter blowout. 29-9-7, and getting eliminated by Phoenix uh, without AD. He had a triple-double in the finals to close out Miami. He had a triple-double in the Western Conference Finals to close out Denver. Yeah. Also had a triple-double in the first round of the bubble to close out Portland. So it's it's a situation where he brings it, and he brings it across the board. So I'm, I'm willing to take those those juicy odds on him to, to get the triple-double. Yeah, I mean, interestingly, like, he's gotten – double double in every single game of this series but like it wasn't really something he was doing consistently at all before in terms of a double double um and it's minus like 220 for him to do it in this game almost swung so far over to like being worth it for me to say he's not gonna do it but that's a slightly different bet this is more about him going off and and i do like the rebounds and assists as well as in there in there um and i, I agree that there's sort of some correlation between him needing to save his 
his energy for at least and going under in at least one of those stats at times. Um, but mostly it's been the points more than anything. So uh, that, that would be why it's a good idea to target uh, this bet the way you are. And I actually am going to use it to just segue into my bet, which is uh, a completely correlated to it. And it's an Aaron Gordon under. Um, and I'm going under, even though it's dropped considerably since the start of this series, Aaron Gordon going under 20 and a half points, rebounds and assists, just minus 120 on DraftKings right now. You can also get it at uh, 19 and a half if you want to go under that for him to get under 20 points, rebounds and assists is minus 106 on FanDuel. So if you if you want to add another, um, you know, basically detract another uh, stat there from that one and say 19 and a half, you do get much juicier odds. Uh, I'll take the 20 and a half, whatever. I'm not really concerned. Like, either one is fine. I, he has been going down in, in each of these uh, three games in terms of his points, rebounds, and assists combined. 18 in the first game, 16 in the second, and 14 in this last game three. Um, in his last seven versus the Lakers, he's averaging 18 points, rebounds, and assists. He went under uh, in four of the last, uh, in, in his last four versus them, including uh, the last post uh, regular season game, rather. And then five of the last seven uh, that he's played against them, he, he's gone under and he's, it's because he's guarding LeBron and that's what it's super correlated to is like, if you're guarding the guy that is either shooting the ball or assisting, what are you supposed to, how are you supposed to get a rebound? How are you supposed to go get the ball and go? You are probably exhausted because the guy who's dribbling the ball, the entirety of the possession, or, you know, at least involved in every single like action that happens within the offense being LeBron, like you said, basically playing point guard, Aaron Gordon's defending the point guard. Like, how are you supposed to go get your stats when you're doing that? That's been the clear cut reason. Um, Cause he's been doing a decent job on LeBron as, as well as you can play uh, one of the top three greatest players of all time. And arguably uh, that he's doing that. Right. And, and so he's, he's, you know, it's not his fault uh, at times that he's not as involved in the offense. It's just because his job is to guard LeBron and LeBron is assisting or scoring on two thirds of the possessions uh, in this series. Basically he has a 26% usage rate, meaning he's shooting the ball on 26% of the time that he's on the floor. Uh, and he is assisting on 42% of their buckets. So he's involved in every single play. Like I said, uh, for, for AG, um, you know, he, he's, like I said, 112 and a half individual defensive rating, very good against the King. Um, but only a 13% usage rate in, in the 36 minutes that he's playing, uh, that 13% usage rate is way down. It's, it's usually closer to 17 and a half, 18% for him. Um, and that's, those shots are really going to guys like KCP, even Bruce. Brown when they're on the floor because they are not guarding uh, LeBron James or Anthony Davis. So for them, it's a lot more of the, you know, they have the, a lot more freedom uh, to, to use their energy in other ways and keep that transition and that pace high, shoot all the threes that come off of Jokic. So I, I just think Aaron Gordon's not a good bet to get all those stats. I'm happy to go under all of them because even if he scores 12 to 13 points uh, in this one, I just don't think he's going to have the ability to get to the rim, get boards, and then he's just never getting in position to get assists because they don't care about getting the ball out of his hands. So he's free to either shoot it if he wants from deep or find something or pass it not really for an assist but more of like the hockey style assist yeah i mean this is an unofficial not serious stat but i'm pretty sure 90 percent of aaron gordon's points come off a back cut and a Jokic assist this season uh and, and that's basically the only way he scores like he doesn't have a very polished or diverse offensive game no. i thought he could still get rebounds uh last game he let he let me down or really what happened was Mike Malone just benched him for the whole fourth quarter because Bruce Brown and Jeff Green were playing so well I think Bruce Brown is going to continue to be a great more diverse matchup especially if he can hit threes now um I mean he's just a great fit for this Nuggets offense so I think that that's a good reason to continue to fade Gordon because he's just not going to get the time 
and then I, I'm going to fade D'Lo as well. I'm going to take this head-to-head bet. Um, <clears throat> Josh mentioned KCP head-to-head hit more threes than Rui. I like that one. I also like KCP to score more points than D'Lo. And it's mostly because D'Lo can't stay on the floor in the series. <clears throat> as we've talked about, he's playing 26 minutes per game. Uh, but, I mean, it's just been a disaster. He's minus 53. He has a 126 defensive rating. He's scoring seven points, hitting 14% of his threes in that in those games. Um, you know, so a lot of highs and lows possible. It's possible he even has to come off the bench now, which the Lakers have publicly said they worried that they would lose him, like as in sense that he would just bring nothing in terms of his energy if he came off the bench. Um, so we'll see, you know, there's a wide variance here in terms of like, maybe he responds well to all this criticism and, and goes off. But I mean, probably more likely he scores single digit points again. His prop is at 10 and a half. So is KCP. That's why he got the even here. But KCP is averaging 17 points per game in his last four playoff games here. I mean, he is the vet, uh, for sure for this Nuggets team shooting 54% and 44% from deep. Uh, as I mentioned, he plays more minutes on the road because of that veteran leadership, 34 and a half minutes per game, shoots nearly 40% from deep and at 53% of the floor, averages 11 and a half points in these playoffs, whether at home or on the road. So he's he's just a reliable kind of baseline that we're setting there. Like, yeah, he's going to be around 10 to 12 points. D'Lo, yeah, could go way under that if, if he just continues to only get 20 minutes and, and they go away from him real quick. Uh, I mean, he could go over that, but I think that there's there's probably only like a 20, 25% chance that he suddenly figures things out and is able to stay on the floor when the Nuggets are just uh, destroying him on the other end. Well, when you say figure things out for D'Lo, what, I'm, what I think you mean is hit shots. <laughs> because like, you know, I kind of went, I went over for him in the last game because my thought process was, oh, it doesn't matter that his defensive rating is historically ass. He's still getting on the floor, starting playing 32 and a half minutes and Darvin Ham publicly saying things, you, you know, you had him saying things like, I, I don't need D'Lo to, to, to like be the best defender on the floor. I need him to score and I need him to get rebounds, when, long rebounds when they come to him. Um, and he did that in, in game two. He got the, the rebounds. He played 33 minutes. Um, you know, cause everybody was calling him out after game one. The point is, is like, he still got up eight shots, even in game three, where he just, he went one for eight. And I feel like if he had made three of those first eight, four, obviously four would be nice. But if he had made a handful, a couple more of those shots, um, maybe Darvin Ham keeps him on the floor for a bit more. And he's got the opportunity to get a few more points in the second half. It's just either way, he's a bad matchup in this series. And he's going to have to hit a, like a good amount of shots to, to make it worthwhile to keep him on the floor. Um, so I still think it's a good bet. But as you said, I went for the Rui and, and KCP threes as a way to talk, to use KCP in a head-to-head bet just because uh, of the, the variance with D'Lo and the fact that if he's going to pull the amount of shots that he does, even when he gets the limited minutes, then there is the opportunity for him to get points. But I also think KCP gets you know at least like 12 points in this one. So um, for him to outscore D'Lo with 12 points still feels like a good bet to be honest so um i'm gonna finish things off here though nate with our a guy that just keeps putting up numbers and that's austin reeves uh going with another over for him i am taking his points rebounds and assists 
um, because of the way that he's been using the offense. And over 26 and a half um, is minus 108 on Caesars is the best place to get that. Uh, like I'm saying here, just kind of rinse and repeat. He's averaging 33 points, rebounds, and assists in the three games of this series. And that's not necessarily just because of the fact that he's shooting so well, although he is shooting incredibly well. Uh, 52, 57, 100% from the free throw line. Those are his shooting splits um, in this series. or Well, in the last, uh, in, in, he's hit this in all three of this series. He's hit it in six in a row ever since he sort of unlocked something in that game four uh, or game three against the uh, the, um, the the Warriors there. And it is game four because they played six in that one. Uh, so game, basically over the last six games, 38 minutes per game with a 20% usage rate, third highest on the team. Um, and he's getting to the free throw line in, in this series anyway, about five, uh, nearly six times uh, a game, which he did last last game as well uh, with the six free throws, six for six. He's like I said, hasn't missed a free throw yet in this series. Um, and, and he's, like I said, getting to the line in a way that's just kind of giving Michael Porter Jr. the business, who's not a good defender individually. Uh, and a big reason that Austin Reese has been able to play so well against him. And then even playing well against Bruce Brown, using his size against Bruce Brown and getting into the lane uh, and being able to shoot over him as he does so well because he's been the ball handler in the pick and roll you know, the second most amount uh, after LeBron. And he's, he's actually been the, uh, the screener for LeBron as well a few times uh, so that he can pop out and catch the flare uh, for, for LeBron to pass it to him on the wing. So like it, just the way that he's been used, the fact that he's playing at least 38 minutes, closer to 40, 42 sometimes uh, in, in this series and over the last six, like his usage is just going to be there. Uh, and he's gotten either the boards or the assists, like five of them, six. He's got eight assists in one game already as well over his last six. So uh, just throwing all the stats in there, even though the points at 17 and a half are probably still too low as well. Um, you can get those from it's mostly minus 120 for him to get over 17 points at this point, which it just keeps climbing. Like it started at 15 and a half and was like, great, let's keep taking it because he's getting 20 every game over the last six. So the points are probably the best stat, but I like adding the, the rebounds and assists because the amount of time that he's on the floor and the fact that he's so involved in the offense, uh, even if he's not shooting it. Yeah, I mean, this was my guy last game. Uh, he hit it in the first half, basically. Uh, as we mentioned, yeah, less D-Lo means more Reeves and LeBron handling the ball. Um, and yeah. he's just putting up numbers across the board, uh, playing for a big contract, too. Let's yeah. not forget that. Like, even if the Lakers get swept, if Reeves continues to hit his props yeah. as he has down the stretch here, he's going to get a lot of money, uh, and, and possibly for this team and, and in the glamour market and – it's a guy who's not shying away from the lights at all and I think enjoys playing here uh, alongside Bron and soon Bronny, right? Uh, so he, he will uh, he will come to bring it. He will come to play even if the Lakers are, are not to uh, extend the series. And, and I can't believe I didn't mention that because I wrote it down in my notes. Playing for a contract, he's got to go out with a bang. You want the last thing to people to remember to be that you scored 25 and went five for seven from three or whatever nonsense. So he's going to be going for it, I believe, too. But, like, if I had my druthers, dude, send that man to New York. That would be such a phenomenal addition to the New York Knicks is a, a, a wiry, slithery, three-point shooting, tall wing that can, like, really do it all. God damn, that would be a perfect fit for them. So uh, you heard me, uh, West Wide World. Go ahead and get him for us in the Knicks uniform next year, please, no matter how he does in this game, which should be at least 27 points, rebounds, and assists. So that is all the time we have for you, though, in this Play Up Pro Ops video. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Check out the best bets we have up for you as well as these playoffs continue to roll along. And until we see you next, happy betting.